For tapes, CDs, DVDs, to our publication, Voices from His Excellent Glory, Declaring the Kingdom, write P.O. Box 21516, Hot Springs, Arkansas, Zip 71903. Our website is www.lakehamiltonbiblecamp.com and lhbconline.com. There are hundreds of free audio files there. It's like going to Bible school at home. Saturday evening, June the 28th, 1997. First service of the Summer Family Camp Meeting being held at Lake Hamilton Bible Campgrounds, Hot Springs National Park, Arkansas. Tommy Cook of Tulsa, Oklahoma is the speaker of the evening. For surely the Lord God is in this place, and I have ordained that you be here at this time, saith the Lord. Know that my spirit shall prevail over this place. Yea, for me have cried out, they have interceded. And they call unto me, and I shall answer, saith God. Know that the whirlwind, that I, God, am the whirlwind. And I, God, shall move in this hour on the left and on the right. And I shall, yea, move in thee, saith the Lord. And I shall quicken your heart, yea, yea, even in the days ahead. So, yea, follow the Lord with all thy being. For the cloud of the Lord does flow. Yea, the cloud does move. And people are going to follow that cloud. Yea, I am that cloud, saith the Lord, and you're the clouds. And I, the Lord, shall come forth in thee mightily. I, the Lord, shall open thine eyes, even in this meeting. Others shall seek new things, new mission, new truth. I, the Lord, shall open thee up and pour myself into thee, saith the Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time together, Lord. We, we submit to you tonight, Lord. We're nothing without you. We trust in you to help us as we share your word. Father, open our hearts tonight, we pray. We pray for those that are traveling, God, on the highways and the byways and the airways, Lord, that you protect them as they come. Protect those, Lord, God, tonight that are coming and even tomorrow and the next day. We just ask your hand to be upon all of us, Lord, in this meeting. We thank you for all the speakers that are here. But, Lord, we thank you that you're in our midst. We give you honor and praise for your presence, your anointing, and your love. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. How many are glad you're here tonight? How many believe you're here by, by the Spirit of God or by accident? Amen. Amen. I believe it. Praise God. I believe that. You know, how many know that many are sitting in their rapture rockers waiting to push, <laughs> waiting to push the blast-off button? But <clears throat> I don't think the blast-off button will go tonight for, as far as the rapture. I mean, we may come for some tonight individually. Isn't that right? I pray that none will have to leave tonight, but how many know it could happen for some? Isn't that right? Praise God. But I want to say something before I get into the Word tonight. I, there's a lot I, I want to share. I felt the Lord awaken me um, early this morning and, and gave me some things to share on. But how many believe that Samson's hair is beginning to grow again? Huh? And you know, I just finished a teaching, I mean a, a study on seven things Samson overcame. How many believe God wants us to be an overcomer? But how many know there's some things we're not overcoming yet? I mean, believe there's some things that's overcome us. Come on, don't shout me down now. But by the help of the Lord, come on, we rise up and go again. Isn't that right? The righteous may fall seven times, but it doesn't stay down. It gets up, doesn't it? Isn't that right? So Samson's hair is beginning to grow again. Then David, David's winning the war against Saul, the flesh. I mean, believe that. And all those that are in debt, discontented, and distressed are coming out to where David is. I mean, the whole... I mean, no, we're, we're going to Jesus. We're not going to a man today. Amen? We're going to the prophet, aren't we? Come on. Big priest, big king. His name is Jesus. Praise God. 
And, and so David is winning the war against Saul. How many believe you're winning some warfare over the flesh in some areas? Amen. Praise God. Then there's Jonah. I mean, old Jonah's come out, coming out of the whale's belly, speaking the word of the Lord, amen, to judgments to the cities. I mean, there's some cities coming under judgment if they don't repent. Isn't that right? Praise God. You know, you've got two choices. You've got to either, if you rebel against God, you've got a hog pen like the prodigal, or you've got a, or you got a submarine like Jonah got a whale. You've only got two choices. Amen? Now, you know, there were three men in the boat in the Scriptures I'm thinking about. Jonah... And Jonah means dove. And Jonah was in the boat out of the will of God. Then you have Paul, who his, his name means little one, and he was in the boat uh, in the will of God. Then you have Jesus, our Savior, and we know that he was in the boat, but he was the will of God. Now, Jonah was overwhelmed by the storm. Paul was put in command in the storm, and Jesus controlled the storm, didn't he? Hallelujah. How many believe that? And then you have another one. You had Samson, David, Jonah. And then there's another one I want to tell you. Now, I'm not preaching on this tonight. I'm just sharing this, throwing this in extra. Then you have Judas. And how many of the Judas's carriage are going out who betrayed the Lord and still hanging themselves? Come on, amen? I'm talking about spiritually. That son of perdition. Come on, that man of sin. And then you have Haman, the one who devised a plan to kill the Jew. And how many know the Jew is you and me? And there are those Hamans and Hitlers and Husseins, isn't that right? Insane Hussein, right? <laughs> so the Jew is us, and yet there is a plan of Satan to destroy the people of God. And he made a he made a gallows fifty cubits high. And how many know fifty is the number of Pentecost? I said fifty is the number of Pentecost. Listen, fifty is the anointing, fifty is Pentecost, it's the charismatic, the holy place realm. And how many know that that is a picture of the flesh coming into Pentecost? And the three feasts, there was one feast, seven parts, three feasts, but one of the feasts had leaven in it. It was Pentecost. Only feast that had leaven. And how many know God's going to judge the holy place? He's going to judge, come on, the, the Pentecostal realm. Isn't that right? He is judging the charismatic realm. Amen? And how many know that even though he built up gallows 50 cubits high, we could say this, the Holy Ghost hung him. <laughs> because how many know he ended on that gallows, the one he built to hang somebody else with? Isn't that right? How many thank God that God's doing something today? Amen. Amen. Let's go over to Timothy. Praise God. Turn your Bibles. I believe God is speaking some things to our hearts in this hour. Good to see Brother Speed this uh, camp meeting. Brother Speed brings bringing a good word with Brother Wingate and the coffees and, and Brother Harris and Brother Duran and, and uh, other brethren that's here. I can't remember all of them. I think there's a big lineup. But uh, ten, I, there's ten of them. I think there's ten supposed to come. How many of us divine order? <laughs> so so we, maybe we'll move in divine order. First Timothy 4. Praise God. I thank God for all the ministries. How I many of those more than one duck in the puddle? Come on, amen. Come on, we need four hours of ministry, don't we, brother? It's not just one apostle or one prophet. Come on, one teacher. Or one shepherd, or one evangelist. Come on, God's got hundreds of them. I mean, thank God for them. Amen. Praise the Lord. And we love for all of them. It's called by God. Now the Spirit, First Timothy four one. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times are we there? Come on, some shall depart from what? The faith, not just any faith, but the faith. How I many know that's the faith of Jesus? 
How many know we can't depart from something unless we've been a part of it? Isn't that right? I can't leave this building unless I've been here. But he said some. He didn't say everybody. He said some. I thank God everybody's name's not in that. He said some. Some shall depart from the faith. How? Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils or demons. Now, now, said this would happen at the end of the age or the latter time. And I believe that's going to happen. Not only do I believe an outpouring of the Holy Spirit is coming and is increasing, but also there's an apostasy that's taking place as well. Two things. Now, I don't know if you've ever read this. I have a, I have a copy of it. It was a, it's a solemn prophetic warning by Stanley Frodham. He put it out here, uh, many years ago. But I, I think it's one of the, the, the prophetic words that everybody should read. And one of the things that he says in there, that as the anointing of God increases and the Spirit of God is poured out, then also the testings and the temptations and the trials will also increase with that anointing. Now, Jesus being baptized at the River Jordan. I mean, oh, the fullness of the Spirit of God was upon him in Jesus. Isn't that right? I mean, believe he was the fullness of Godhead bodily. And immediately we know he was driven into the wilderness to be tested of the devil. And yet all of his ministry, he was tempted, he was tested uh, as he walked here on the earth. And so as we're growing in awning, and as the Spirit moves upon us, brethren, you can, you can encounter more trials, more testing, more fire. But how many of you get the greater one in you to help you? you say amen? And if you, want to, if you want to become the fire, you'll walk through fire. I mean, on Revelation 11, the two witnesses said fire came out of their mouth. Isn't that right? And that word mouth is singular. One sound, one trumpet, one judgment, you see. One voice. So they spoke the same thing. I go in some camps and, and you, you hear all kinds of voices. Listen, God is speaking something in this hour. To those as I'm a prophesied tonight, listen to that small, still voice. And you say amen. Hallelujah. I mean, oh, that we are going to be tested, but yet, there's glorious times in the Lord. Isn't that right? Praise God. All right. Now, let's, let's look at some scriptures. Turn with me uh, as the Lord directs us here. Now, let's go to Revelation. How many love the book of Revelation? How many love all the Bible? <laughs> Praise God. How many love the Lord? <laughs> okay. Revelation 12. Now, we know there's various ways of, of uh, seduction and deception that we can talk about. I've got so many things the Lord gave me. But I'd never get through it tonight. But I'm just going to touch a couple of things. Revelation 12, verse 4. Let's read it together. Let's read verse 3 and 4. If you have your Bibles, I want you to read it out loud with me. I hope you have your Bible. Let's read it. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, seven crowns upon his head, and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast into the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, to devour her child as soon as it was born. And look at that word born there. How many see the word born? That is the birthing in the soul. How many has been born again in your spirit? Come on, raise your hands, would you? But how many is totally born again in your soul tonight? Yes, there you go, Steve. Uh, Steve. Totally in your soul. No, none of us are. How many know God's working on the soul? The test is in your mind, your will, your emotions, your desires. Isn't that right? And thank God, part of it is deliverance. Isn't that right? Sanctification, come on. Being renewed by the Word of God. There are many things we could talk about. Being sealed. A lot of things that God's working 
on all of it. But we're not there. But then it says here in verse 4 that that child, uh, of course, the devil wanted to kill as soon as it was born. I believe that birthing is the soul realm. It had come into that, that uh, birthing of the soul, and of course, God takes him to uh, the throne and so, so forth. But in verse 4, what happens in verse 4, though? The tale of Satan. And I said about every candy. I don't know why I get on this every time I come down here just about anymore. I don't plan it. I didn't even plan this message. Praise God. But the tale of the dragon is just as real. Come on, as you sitting in that chair tonight. Isn't that right? And what is that tale? Let's go see what the tale is. Turn to Isaiah 9. But I did not plan it. I didn't plan this message. Hallelujah. I'm glad I didn't because I, I would be a failure. Isaiah 9, verse 13. Sister Coffee notes. Therefore the Lord will cut off from Israel head and tail, branch and rush in one day. Now we know there's naturalism, but how many know Galatians 6 said we're also Israel? How many people are Israel tonight? Two. Verse 15. The ancient and the honorable, he's the head and the prophet. Come on, the prophet, this, what's this prophet doing? What are these prophets doing? That teaches lies. Come on. He is the tail. Now, how many believe the tail is alive today in America? How many, believe, how many believe the tail is alive in the church? All right, next verse. Next verse. <laughs> how many know old tails wagons tonight? Come on. Huh? Now, I can show you seven things about that tail, but I won't go into that tonight. But look at the next verse. He said, the ancient and the honorable, he's the tail, the tail, the prophet that teaches lies, he's the tail, uh, he's the tail, excuse me. The leaders of this people cause them to err, and they that are led of them are what? Come on. Destroyed. So there's destruction. There's perdition. Somebody's dying. Now, how many of you follow prophets who lie? You'll die. Spiritually and literally. Isn't that right? And so, brethren, you have to watch who you sit under. Now, listen. A man or a woman can be saying the right thing. They can have the right words. And it can sound right. But they can have a spirit come on behind them that will affect you when you open up your heart to them. Is that right, speak? <clears throat> Amen. They'll say the right things, but they'll have a wrong spirit. Now, God wants us to discern. Amen? Have you believe that? Now, what does the false prophet do? He exalts himself. He exalts his kingdom. He builds his own kingdom. <clears throat> He's out for money. Have you met any merchandisers lately? Come on. Get all the gimmicks. You know. I mean, you don't have to go very far. Just stuff the TV on, you'll see a few of them. Not all of them. Thank God for that. Not all of them. Amen? And then there's, how many of those false love? That old soupy stuff. Gushy mushy. Come on. That old fake, phony junk. Anybody seen that lately? Mm-hmm. That's not very young Amen. Now, how many know that the false prophets have a large following? The false prophets have a large following. Listen, when you speak the truth in love, whoever may be speaking, I don't care who it is, woman or man, how many know it divides and it separates? How many want to be the mouth of God? Turn to Jeremiah 15. I want to show you something. Jeremiah 15. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 15. And we got any diggers here. We have any diggers that dig for the Word. Or you just like the surface stuff. Huh? You've got to get a shovel and go down two or three feet, don't you? <laughs> Amen. Now, look in verse 
Look at verse uh, 15 of Jeremiah 15. O Lord, thou knowest, remember me, and visit me, and revenge me of my persecutors. Take me not away in thy long-suffering. Know that for thy sake I have suffered rebuke. Next verse. Thy words were found. Ever heard about the hidden manna? And I did eat them, and thy word was unto me. Now notice what this word is. Joy and rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord of hosts. Verse 17. Now notice, he, he, he found the word. The word was a joy to him. Now in verse 17, there's a separation. How many believe the word separates? Look at verse 17. I sit not in the assembly of the mockers. No, rejoice. I sit alone because of thy hand. For thou hast filled me with indignation. Now, look at verse 18. There's, a, there's some perpetual pain here. He says, why is my pain perpetual? And so forth. Wound incurable. Verse 19. Now, look at verse 19. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, if thou return, then I will bring thee again, and thou shalt stand before me, and if thou take forth the precious from what? Now, how many believe God wants to do a separating in us? Come on, between the soul and the spirit, joins the merit. Isn't that right? Now, you know that I could talk about a lot of things out right here. How I many know there's a lot of refuse in all of us? A lot of mixture in us? Come on. Maybe uncleanness? You know? But we could talk about repentance. We could talk about dying to self. We could talk about deliverance. There's a lot of things here. But God said in verse 19, once you find that word, it becomes a joy to you, and then you're separated, and yet you see a perpetual pain of things there within you. How I many know there is some suffering to this word? How many have ever heard of the afflictions of the gospel? The gospel brings afflictions into your life. Isn't that right? And yet, he said, God said, you'll stand before me. And then he said, if you want to be like my mouth or my mouth, you will have to take, you'll have to learn how to separate the precious from the vile or the good from the bad. How do you want to say it? Amen. And then verse 20, he talks about persecution. And if you're going to be God's mouth, how many know you will be persecuted? If you speak the true word of the Lord, whether it's the Word of God or prophetic, whatever, you'll be persecuted. I said you'll be persecuted. Now, if you want to preach and speak what people want to hear, come on. you got all kind of buddies. Isn't that right? Now, look at this. <clears throat> Verse 20. I will make thee unto this people a fence-brazen wall. They shall fight against thee, Jeremiah. Anybody had anybody to fight against you lately? <laughs> But they shall not prevail against thee, for I am with thee to save thee and deliver thee, saith the Lord, and I will deliver thee out of the hand of the wicked. So there's deliverance. And believe me, once you're under persecution, how I many know attacks come, soldiers' prayer comes? Come on, people throw darts at you. And I will tell you something, you need deliverance. Isn't that right? Look in Jeremiah 30, if I can find it here. I think it's 30. I thought it was 30. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, look in 3016. I'm letting the Holy Ghost lead me. I got all kind of notes up here. He's already spoke things, but I'm letting the Spirit speak to me. 3016. Jeremiah. Therefore, all they that devour thee shall be devoured. I'm going to say something. How many know when people stand against you and you're righteous in the Lord? How many know that thing will come back on them? You will send it back. God will take care of it. Vengeance is not ours, it's His. God's going to repay, not us. Come on, amen. But he said, All that devour, they shall be devoured, and all thine adversaries, every one of them, shall go into captivity. <laughs> Praise God. 
And they that spoil thee, those that plunder and get, you know, this means booty, plunder, to rifle, uh, to, to consume, to accuse, to burn. It means a lot of things. Those that spoil thee shall be a spoil. And all that prey upon thee will I give for a prey. Now look at verse 17, what God says. When you are come against, brethren, it affects you whether you know it or not. Look at verse 17. God said, I will restore health. Maybe there are people here tonight that's sick because somebody's playing against you. Come on, standing against you in the wrong way. How many had that happen? Praise God. I've had it happen many times. We have to forgive them. We have to release them. We can't curse them. Come on, amen. We've got to bless them. Amen. I will restore health to, to thee. I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord, because they called thee an outcast, saying, This is Zion whom no man seeketh after. So God said, I'll restore your health, and your wounds will be healed. And those who called you an outcast, God said, This is my Zion people. And you know what he does? He puts Zion on the palms of his hands. There's Israel. There's Jerusalem, but there's Zion. The Zion are the sons, the overcomers. Hallelujah. How many want to be an overcomer tonight? And so the false prophet, he exalts himself. He builds his kingdom. He raises the money the wrong way. How many know still money, women, and popularity to some? Or the gold, the gals, and the glory. I'm going to say something. God's going to judge the merchandisers in the church. He's going to judge it, isn't he? How many believe it? Read the last verse of Zechariah 14. You'll know what I'm talking about sometime. God's going to cut off the merchandisers, isn't he? Huh? I mean, oh, Jesus cleansed the temple twice. Okay? And then, you know, the, the false prophets. I mean, no, there's also immorality with false prophets many times. Or false ministers. Isn't that right? Huh? And there's a, lie, there's a lying spirit that follows the false prophet ministry. And it's worldly. I'll tell you something. The church needs to look like the church and quit looking like the world. And our styles, come on, the way we look, we should look like Jesus wants us to look, not like that, that world out there. How many believe it? How many know Satan's the God of this world? The God of this age. Now, if Satan's the God of this world, how many believe God is going to separate the God of this world out of the church? That's you and me. And how many know if God separates the God of this world out of the church, how I many know somebody's going to be screaming? Huh? But the very people that let God purge them from that worldly spirit are the people Satan hates, because that's the people that's going to bring him down. How many believe that? Uh-huh. Now, how I many know false prophets well spoken of? Listen, brethren, it's not a time to lift man up. It's a time to lift Jesus up. He's the Son of the living God. Amen? We're nothing. Come on, we're dirt without him. Amen? He's everything. How many believe that? And then there is a spirit of error that follows uh, the false prophets, the, the, the false doctrines, and a lot of things we could, we could talk about. <clears throat> Praise God. How many know that many false prophets have one time been true prophets? True prophets. I believe the, the prophet in Revelation, the false prophet, is not just one man. I believe it's a ministry of many false prophets. I believe, I believe we could see it in the religious systems of today. It's emerging. It's arising. Just like... I do believe that. But many prophets, listen, who are false today at one time were true prophets. Hallelujah. And so many move in the occult. They move in sorcery. They're warlocks. They're wizards. I mean, you could talk about a lot of things here. Isn't that right? <clears throat> and also on the false prophet, we know there's false anointings. 
We know there's great deception. Let's see this in um, Matthew 24. Let's turn to Matthew 24. Praise God. Matthew 24. Matthew 24. And I want you to look at verse 11. Jesus said, well, we'll go back to verse 10. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall ha hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise and what? Shall deceive many. I want you to notice. Deceiving many. Next verse. And because lawlessness shall abound or be multiplied, the love of many shall wax cold. So sitting in the, the false prophet ministry is going to cause people to wax cold. They were at one time full of love. Now it's hate. Are you hearing me? Hmm? We need to know the marks of the false prophet because, brethren, they're in the land. They're in the land. There's false apostles. Come on. There's a lot of men calling themselves apostles today. I want to tell you that's dangerous. If they're not an apostle of God, they should never put that title on anybody. You want to be an apostle of God, you'll be tested to the hilt. You want to be a prophet of God, you'll be tested to the hilt. Come on, amen? Whatever ministry God's put you in, you're going to be tested. Isn't that right? Amen. And so we have a lot of men saying they're apostles, a lot of men saying they're prophets. But how many know the day may come some Ananias and Sapphira may die in the house of God? Because they're not what they're saying they are. Come on, amen? God's going to judge his house first, amen, before he judges the wicked. It's already started. The house of God is going to increase, isn't it? Amen? Hallelujah. It's going to increase. <clears throat> now, the word seduction means to... We started with that first scripture, not to... That they're going to be those who will <clears throat> be seduced. It means to wonder, to be led astray. And brethren, I don't want to be led astray, and I don't want to wonder. Come on, even from the straight and narrow. Meet the vacillate, to real... Uh, it means so many things. I could go into a lot of things in the Old and New Testament. It means, it means roving as a tramp. It means an imposter. It means a misleader. It means a lot of things. Hallelujah. I've been around a while, and I've seen some misleading. I've seen some imposters. How many know we need Jesus tonight? How many know he'll never deceive us? He'll never mislead us. Amen? Never will he do that. Praise God. <clears throat> I don't believe at all. Now, turn to Second Thessalonians 2. Here's a chapter that is not understood in the body of Christ. There's a lot of it I don't understand. There's a lot of it I'm learning. How many know we're all learning? We're all learning. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Verse 1, Now we, speech, we beseech you, brethren, by the what? The coming. The word coming is parousia. How many believe Jesus will come again? But Jesus will not come until after the trouble's over. How many believe there's some trouble down the road? <laughs> come on, Amen. Amen. But the, he says here, we beseech you, brother, by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in your mind or be troubled, neither by spirit or word of our letter, as from us as the day of the crisis at hand. And notice the three things there, spirit, word, and letter. Spirit, word, and letter. How I many know the spirit is not the Holy Spirit? How I many know he's not deceiving us? Huh? And the, that word, word, is logos. How I many know there's a true logos and there's a, lo a false logos? Are you hearing me? I mean, there's true preaching and teaching and false teaching and preaching. And then the letter. You ever get those in the mail like I do? And, you know, you toss half of them in the wastebasket. Come on. Well, Paul said they were actually writing those probably in his name and saying the day of the Lord had taken place. Now, verse 3. Look at verse 3 now. Let no man, what? Deceive you by any means. And here he mentions the three. We just mentioned verse 2. A word, letter, and spirit. 
Well, how many believe that there is another spirit, there is another word, there's another gospel? Is there a false gospel in America? You better believe it. Is there false spirits in America? Is there false Christ in America? Sure, there's false anointings. Mm -hmm. How many have ever seen a man anointed, but you knew it wasn't the Holy Spirit? Huh? He was anointed, but it was not the Holy Spirit. And it deceives. It's Antichrist. How many, how many know Antichrist means against and in place of, but it's, it's against Christ. It's not against you going to church. Isn't that right? Or having religious meetings. It's against Christ. Come on, somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Now, how many know the guy next to you may be Antichrist <laughs> in church? Isn't that right? <laughs> he may have an Antichrist spirit in him. Come on, opposing the gospel of Christ Jesus. Isn't that right? Paul mentions one over in the book of Timothy. I think Alexander was his name. Hallelujah. He said he withstood our preaching. You ever had anybody withstand your preaching? Maybe somebody in your family. I mean, oh, some of our families might be antichrist. Come on. God's wanting to save them. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Now, look at, verse, look at verse 3. Now, look at verse 3. Now, watch this. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day will not come except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed what? The son of perdition. Now, notice, man of sin, son of perdition. Now, I believe there's a corporate man of sin and a corporate son of perdition. Just as a, there is a corporate um, son of man company and a corporate sons of God. Are you know what I'm saying? There's a negative to every positive, isn't there? All right. Now, he says here in this verse, verse 3, that the day of the Lord will never come or take place until the falling away takes place first, right? And then number two, what else has got to happen besides the falling away? The man of sin be revealed what? Son of perdition. Who was called that in the Bible? Judas. Is Judas among the church today? Is the betrayers among the church today? You better believe it. Days ahead, you'll find out. I'll find out. We'll all find out. God helped none of us to betray the Lord and one another. Isn't that right? I mean, oh, the betrayer not only betrays the head, but also the body of Christ. Isn't that right? All right. Now, in verse... I'm going to come on down here just a little bit. It, it, look, notice the word reveal. Verse 3, the word reveal is mentioned. Verse 6, the word reveal is mentioned. And verse 8, the word reveal is mentioned. How many know that's revelation? How many believe God's taking the cover off of some things? Out of the world? Well, yes, but in the church. Do we, need, do we need a revelation of the Lord today? Sure we do. But how many know it's also a revelation of the man of sin in the church? Come on, don't shout me down. That's true. We see all of it out there in the world, but let's start seeing it in the church. Let's start seeing it here. Isn't that right? All right. Now, <clears throat> look at verse 4. Who opposeth and exalts himself above all that's called God or that is worship. How do you know that somebody in this is called self that wants to be worshipped, that wants to be on the throne, wants to be looked up to? Come on. And bow down to. Oh, yeah. Brother Jesus, again, has to be who opposeth and exalts himself. Now, Satan fell way back there. We all know that. I believe he did. I believe it's Satan. I believe Satan fell. But how many know that he opposed God, exalted himself above God? Remember, that he says that in Isaiah 14. But with him came an apostasy. We read Revelation. The stars fell, and yet they're still falling. 
Because Revelation 12, 4 is not just back there only, it's also at the end of the age. And so when God brings for the man-child, when God brings for the bride that's going to bring for this man-child, we see stars uh, uh, falling from the heavenly. It's happening now. Did you hear me? Now, when Satan fell, he exalted himself, he opposed God, and there was an apostasy. Now, in the natural temple, Manasseh had the natural temple. I mean, he was king of, and the natural temple was built there. Excuse me. Let me know that that brought an opposition to God because they brought a carved idol into the temple, and it was exalting itself, saying, I am God. Isn't that right? And the Bible said he seduced God's people from the faith there. Now we've come to the age. There's a falling away. All right? There's an exalting of self in the church. There's opposition to the Christ in the church. Come on. And there's coming, and it's happening. The falling away is taking place. Now, this falling away is not a rapture. I was surprised years ago, this guy in the Four Square Church, I won't name his name, he came out on the falling away. Here's a rapture. I mean, that's hogwash. And it's a lie. It's not the rapture. I mean, it means the apostasy. It's defection from the truth. It's the revolt, the rebellion in the church. Not in the world. It's out there. It's in the church. Where's this guy sitting? Come on, let's look at it. In verse 4. Where's he sitting? In the temple of God. No, it's temple of God. God doesn't dwell in temples made with hands, does he? Huh? Look over in Matthew 24, 23. Let's go over there. We'll come back here. Hold your place. Hallelujah. I mean, there were two words for temple, basically. Iron and, I pronounce it right, and naos. Now, look at chapter 23, verse 37. Jesus said this, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that tellest the prophets. And how many know that there's still some being stoned today? And stone as them that sin unto thee, how often would I gather thy children together, even as a hen gathered her chickens under her wings, and you would not. How many believe the Lord's recovering tonight? Behold, here's what Jesus said to him: Your house is left unto you desolate. Forsaken is empty. For I said to you, you shall not see me henceforth till you shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. And what did Jesus do? Look in chapter 24, verse 1. He went out of that temple for the last time possible. Are you hearing me? He said, your house is left desolate. And he walks out of it. And then he said, notice, as they showed him the buildings of the temple, what did Jesus say? There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Brethren, the old temple is gone. It'll never be again. He's building a new one. It's you and me. Hallelujah. We are, come on, becoming the temple of the living God. And so back in Thessalonians, when it says that it's the temple of God, it is not a temple in the Middle East. It cannot be. You know why? Because it says it's the temple of God. God didn't dwell in those temples made with hands. It cannot be a natural temple. It cannot. We are the temple. We are the temple. Hallelujah. How do you believe that? You know, I believe because I said it's the Word. Now, back to Thessalonians. Now, hallelujah. In verse 4, again, who opposeth and exalts himself 
Is there something in our carnal mind that wants to exalt itself against the knowledge of God? Is there something in Romans 8 called enmity that opposes, is hostile to God and hates God? Is that carnal mind? Come on, don't shut me down. It's true. God's got to change our minds and have me know that's a process. And listen, you may not like deliverance or know much about it, but let me tell you, part of your restoration will be deliverance. I don't care if you're an apostle, prophet, who you are. We all need deliverance, every one of us. I get my share. I need a lot more. But I listen, we need it, brethren. We all need it. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. Now, look at verse... Look at uh, verse 5. Remember, you know, when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And yet we don't hear much about in the church. Verse 6. And now you know what withholdeth, what withholdeth, that he might be revealed when? In his time. Praise God. In his time. Now, I, w I want you to see something here. He said that there's something going to withhold. What does that withhold mean, brother? Who can tell me? Come on. Does it mean restraining? Okay. Or holding back? Now you know what withholdeth, or what restrains that he might be revealed in his time. So there's something restraining, there's something holds something back until a particular time. Isn't that right? Does that make sense? I said, does it make sense? Okay. Praise God. Now, in verse 6, you have the word withholdeth. In verse 7, you have the word letter. How I many know it's basically the same word? Only one, uh, one is, uh, there's a neuter form, and the other is masculine. How I many know that? But it's basically the same word. And so in verse 6, something is holding back this man of sin. And in verse 7, it's the word letter. So the word with, withhold means to hold down. It's something that's being restrained. How I many know God's word is holding back some things? Isn't that right? Or some say the Holy Ghost. I mean, it don't matter to me. How I many know God's doing it? God is restraining. God's holding some things back for a particular time. Now, how many believe that some have been held back even from great revelations of the Lord? Huh? Until we come to that place where we can receive it and move in. Isn't that right? How I many know God didn't give Paul all those revelations about the first of his ministry, even though he saw the Lord? I mean, there's a lot of things that was progressive he come into. Isn't that right? You, we, we couldn't stand everything God would show us tonight. Isn't that right? The apostles didn't get it all at once, did they? Neither did you and me. And we won't. Hallelujah. Now, now, look in verse 6 again. I want to go back to verse 6. It says, And now you know what withholding, what's restraining, that he might be revealed in his time. So something's restraining this man of sin until a time. Verse 7. Or, let's read verse 7. Everybody gets your Bible. Read it with me. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let until it be taken out of the way. Praise God. Now, how many believe the mystery of iniquity is already doing its energizing work now, even, to a measure? How many believe that? Do we see it in the church? Do we see it in ourselves, that rebellion? Come on. Listen, there's a message I learned people don't like to hear is rebellion. <laughs> because, brethren, we all got it. Every one of us. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Now, but Paul said there's a restraining force. There is a restraining force 
that iniquity, and it's for a reason, that iniquity, come on, does not blossom fully until God's time says it will come. Isn't that right? I'm glad God, I'm glad God keeps some things back for a while. To get us ready. I said to get us ready. Now, I believe that the Antichrist forces and the Christ and the people are going to meet head on. But God's got to get us ready, doesn't he? I mean, always in Scripture, Antichrist always is revealed before Christ. Do you know that? From Genesis to Revelation, you always see it. Hallelujah. But how many know we're not going to be left out? Huh? Now, God, in union with his word, is holding back all matters until a certain, uh, a certain thing, I think. So, so things must happen, okay? Now, look here in verse 7. The mystery of iniquity is just already worked. Paul says it's already worked in his day. Only he who now lives will let tell he be what? Now, what, how many know most people read that and they say, that's the rapture? How many have ever taught the rapture in verse 7? Anybody ever been taught the rapture in verse 7? My goodness, I can't believe it. Man, it was drilled into me. Yeah, it'd be, the whole spirit would be taken out, they said, yeah. Well, I mean, oh, if we, he's taken out, we can't get saved. Now, look at verse 7 again. Look at the word taken. How many see the word taken in verse 7? How many see it? That word in the Greek is used 600 and some times in the New Testament. But it's only used taken as one, one time. The word taken is only used right here in this verse. But other scriptures and other ways is used over 600 times. Now, you figure that now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, the word... Listen, the word taken is the word genomiah it's in 10, 1096 in the strong. Here's what it means. It means to become, come into being, or to cause to be is what it means. I'm going to say that again. The word means to become something, to come into being, or to cause to be. Hallelujah. How many know that? Let me show this word. Look in John 1. I'll just show this one, give you one scripture where it's used. Different. John chapter 1. Praise the Lord. John 1, look at verse 11 and 12. It said, He came to His own, His own received Him not. But as many as received Him, to them gave He power, here it is, to become. That's the word right there. To become what, brethren? The sons of the children of God, even to them that believe on His name. How many believe we're becoming sons of God tonight? Are we fully there? No. Is anybody there? No. I mean, it's a, no, it's a process. So it's someone, come on, like you and I, beginning to come forth in the sonship. Isn't that right? We're becoming sons, but we're not fully there. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. And so we're coming into being. God's causing it to be. It is happening, but we're not fully there. Well, that's what we're talking about in this verse in Thessalonians. Now, let's go back to Thessalonians. Let's go back there. I'm going to spend a little time here in verse 7. For the mystery of iniquity. How many know there's also a mystery of godliness? For the mystery, or the secret of iniquity, doth already work on he who now let us will it until he be taken out of the way, King James says. But how many of the Greek never says taken out of the way? How many ever looked it up in the Greek? Praise God, our brother has. It does not say in the Greek taken out of the way. Hmm. Hallelujah. Now, this word taken, I could show you to take it right to the word. It goes right back to the word genete, G-E-N-E-T-E. It's a word for birth or the word born. That's what it means. The word genomiah, the word taken, is close to the word birth or born. And so, brethren, it's someone being birthed 
It's something, excuse me, it's something being birthed and born in the church, not taken out of the church. It doesn't mean rapture. Man, I was drilled into me, Bible college and Assembly of God and other places I've been. And how many know the church has been hoodwinked? Come on, we've been deceived too long. Isn't that right? Praise God. <clears throat> and this verse is not saying the Holy Spirit is taken out. We'd all be in trouble, wouldn't we? Huh? It's not even, it's not being removed, you know, as an influence or whatever they say. It never says even the church is taken out here. Because the church isn't taken out here. And rather than I believe that lie for so long. Amen? In fact, it doesn't say anything to be taken out of here in verse 7. Now, look back to verse 3. If verse 7 is the rapture, then throw out verse 3. Look, let's go back to verse 3. Go back to verse 3. Let no man deceive you. By the means, for that day will not come except there come a fall away first, and the man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. Listen, to this, listen if the rapture is in verse 7, throw out verse 3. Because verse 3 says, The day of the Lord cannot come except that falling away, that apostasy, the apostasy takes place, and the man of sin is revealed the son of perdition. Where? Right in the temple. Right in the church. How many believe it's already happening? It's happening. So in, in, in the Scriptures here, we see several things. We, have, we see a people rejecting the love of the truth. There's a people receiving the lies that the Greek says, and it's the apostasy, and it's the working of Satan energizing of people. Anybody heard that? Hallelujah. <clears throat> Praise God. <clears throat> now, so, that word taken is very close to, to the word born or birth. Now, go, go to John 9, 1, and I'll show you this verse. Very close to this verse right here, this word. John chapter 9 and verse 1. And it says in John 9, verse 1, And Jesus passed by. He saw a man which was blind from his what? That word birth is word close to the word taken. It, it means birth or born, okay? So one is being birthed. One is being born in the midst of a people. It's not somebody flying out of here. Not somebody being raptured, okay? Someone coming in the midst, actually coming in the midst. The word back in verse 7 now, Thessalonians, it says, Notice, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. The word way, let me see the word way there. It's the word midst. Or middle. There's one t coming, being birthed in the midst or in the middle of a people. It's not, it doesn't mean taken out of the way like being raptured. It doesn't mean that at all. And don't believe a word to say. Check it out, my, check it out yourself. Are you hearing me? Praise God. <clears throat> so there's one coming in the midst, not one leaving. Okay? Praise God. Now, at this time, all restraining forces against the man of sin will be removed. How many believe God's going to remove the restraint force? I want to say it another way. Look back to verse 7. <clears throat> I believe the first he there, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth or restrains, and I believe that's God, however he's doing it. I believe that first he is positive, and I believe the second he is negative. Because it says, only he who now letteth will let until what? Here it is. He is birthed or born in the midst. What it means. Let me see that. You got one restraining. You got one for a period of time. He moves out of the way until first full birthing or the one is fully born. He comes in the midst of the people. Hallelujah. 
And it's happening now. Now, as God is pouring out His fullness, so is Satan. Did you hear me? As God is pouring out His fullness, so is Satan. And how many is going to take the fullness of God in us to defeat the fullness of Satan? And how many know there's no match with God's in us? Somebody say amen. Say it another way. The devil is raising up sons of the devil, and God is raising up sons of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give him praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. God moving by the mystery of godliness, opposed to the mystery of iniquity. Hallelujah. One being born in the midst of humanity that's, that's wicked, and one being birthed as the overcomers and the sons of God. How many can say amen? Hallelujah. Now, look at verse 8. Now, what this one is birth or born in the midst? It says in verse 8, And then shall that what? Come on, help me. That wicked. Then shall that wicked be revealed. Here's the revelation of this man of sin. The cover is taken off. Now we can see whom the Lord, here it is, shall consume. Hallelujah. With the Spirit of His mouth, read Revelation 19, you'll see it. And shall destroy, come on, brethren, with the brightness of His coming. The word is epiphania and parousia. Brethren, that brightness of His mighty coming will destroy that man of sin and all of his armies. Amen. Hallelujah. How many believe it? Amen. And how many know that it will destroy that one in you and me? That's not like Christ. Huh? As well as out there in the world. Deuteronomy chapter 13. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Deuteronomy 13. All right. Look at verse 1. If there rise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and giveth you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder come to pass, where we spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Thou shalt not hearken to the words of that prophet, on that dreamer dreams for the Lord your God, what's he doing? With you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him, keep his commandments and obey his voice, and you shall serve him and cleave unto him. And that prophet or that dreamer dream shall be put to death, because he has spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt and so forth. I mean, it's dangerous to presume you have a word when you don't have one. Or a dream when you don't have, when it's not of God. Come on. Or a vision, whatever. Isn't that right? That's some of the seduction that we're facing today. How many know, how many believe in the prophetic word of the Lord, the true prophetic word? There is a false prophetic, but there's also the prophetic where people go beyond the measure of their faith. Cannot be prophesied unless a prophet speaks it, because God's building faith in that prophet. Or prophets, I should say. I mean, there's some things that, that has to be projected, but has to be projected by faith. Isn't that right? In the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody say amen. Praise God. So, so we, we, we don't want to be deceived by anything that's false. That's for sure. Praise God. Okay, now, let's go just let's go back to Thessalonians. I do believe that the restraint has to be lifted. God will move out of the way, however you want to say it, or the restraint will be lifted to allow this wicked one to be revealed. That is, that's not a prediction, the man of sin, because the Lord then will destroy him at his coming. Praise God. He's going to literally uh, render him entirely idle or useless. That's just what the word means. And it means to abolish, to do away, to come to naught, to vanish away. It means to make void. Jesus 
is going to destroy the man of sin in you and out there in the world. Anybody want that? It's coming, praise God, as we submit to the Lord Himself. Praise God. Amen? Now, back to Thessalonians. What does it say? In verse 10, With all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not what? The love of the truth, that they might be saved, and for this cause God shall send them strong delusion. Now, who's going to send the delusion? God is. And notice it's strong delusion. Why? That they should believe it should be the lie. Four times in the Greek, the Bible talks about the lie. This is one of them. The lie, the apostasy, okay? That they all might be down who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. Now I want to go over to the book of Revelation, chapter 13. You know, we need some real discernment. I was telling Irma last night, I was in a place one time preaching, and I, as I prayed for this lady, all of a sudden her head wasn't there, and I saw a beast head come around on top of her head. And um, so I asked the preacher later, I said, what about this lady? And he said, well, her husband puts up all those, you know, those big beasts around the house. What do they call that? A taxidermist or something? What they... And so, and, and yet that spirit had so uh, infiltrated her that, that when I saw her, I saw a beast. I didn't see her, her head. And so we prayed for her and, and, and dealt with that spirit. I mean, there's a lot of people under beast spirits today, brother. I mean, this abortion thing is a beast spirit. And God speaks of it in the Old Testament. You know that? And when he would send those wild beasts, it means, in some sense, it means abortion. It means, it means to, to murder and destroy the children. And so there is beast spirits in America. Come on. In the hospitals, in the doctors, in the nurses, and those who vote in and who want to keep the abortion thing going. But let me know there's also another abortion. Satan wants us to abort the real church that's coming forth, too. Come on, amen? So what we see in the natural, we also see a picture in the spirit. Isn't that right? Amen. You know, in the natural, you see in natural Jerusalem, really, if you really study what's going on over there, how many know that their backs are against the wall? So to speak, right now. They do away a lot of their territory, and their backs are against the wall. I believe we see that in the church. Come on. How many know that if we're not careful, we're going to lose a lot in the church? We don't rise up and fight. Isn't that right? In the spirit, and not in the natural. How many believe the Holy Spirit has the same power as Jesus? But what does he do? He exalts Jesus. Come on, he glorifies Jesus, doesn't he? All right, now notice. And he had two, and then it says, notice, he causes the earth, that's those who live in that carnal realm, and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast. He causes man to worship the first beast. The Holy Spirit, come on, causes us to worship Jesus. I mean, know oh, this is a counterfeit to the Holy Ghost, this false prophet ministry. I'm telling you, brethren, it's in the church. It's on television. I'm going to tell you something right now. TBN is about ready to be shaken. I'm not saying it gets any person or person, but I'm telling you, TBN is getting ready to be shook. Every television group that's, that's building their kingdom, putting their name up front, and not Jesus, is coming down. Come on, all the pride of man is coming down in this hour. I don't care what name they get on the door. Come on. And if it's over our door, we'll come down. Brethren, we need to go down. And God will raise us up. All of us need to go down. We need humility. Every one of us in our hearts and lives. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. And I'm not against anyone connected with you. I don't know any of them. But I'm telling you, every man-made kingdom is going to fall in this hour. The stars are falling when God is raising up a true people. Wouldn't it be a shame to be falling out of the heavens instead of going up in the heavens? Huh? Mm-hmm. He said in verse 11, again, I want to read it. I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. He spake as a dragon. He exercised all the power of the first beast before him and causes the earth and them that dwell in to worship the first beast whose daily wound was healed. 
I know people pick up, point a picture, paint a picture, I should say, of the Antichrist dying, a mortal wound. How many know that's not right? You say, how do you know? Because the Bible said he had seven heads. <laughs> he had seven heads. How many know you kill one of them, you still got six left? Look back in Revelation 13. I'll show it to you. We believe these books too long. Come on, in some of these tapes, we need to check the Word of God. How many know it's got the answer? Revelation 13, 1. I stood up on the sand of the sea, saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having how many heads? Seven heads, ten horns, upon his horns, ten crowns. Upon his heads, the name of blasphemy. And the beast that I saw was like a leopard, his feet like the feet of a bear, his mouth, the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his seed, and what? Great authority. Then I saw one of his heads. How many heads did he have? Seven. One of his kingdoms was wounded. Are you hearing me? And yet I've seen pictures of the Antichrist, some man dying, being shot in the head or something. Anybody hearing what I'm saying to them? One of his heads. Seven heads. One of his heads was, what, what did it say? Was wounded to what? To death. And notice he said, and the deadly wound was healed, and all the world did something. That word wonder means they went insane. It means insanity. After the beast. I'm going to tell you something. I don't know what all the computer system has with the beast system, but I'll tell you one thing. There was some connection. And I'll tell them about to get a computer and I'll be on, on the Internet and come to your business. But I'll tell you one thing. The devil wants, he wants your mind. And I've seen people work with those things and it seems like that's all they want to do. I'm going to tell you something. You need time with Jesus. You need time in the Word. Anytime it takes you away from Jesus, I don't care if television, computer, what it is, how many know it's wrong? Somebody say amen. Praise God. But the whole world wandered, went insane after this thing. Okay? Now, back to... I'm going to finish. Okay. Look at verse 13. He doeth great wonder, so that he makes fire, come on, come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. How many believe that this false prophet is a show-off? The Holy Ghost is not a show-off. God don't work miracles just to show off. Come on, God has reasons why he works miracles. Isn't that right? Amen. Maybe that's why we don't get miracles sometimes, because we don't want to show off. I want to tell you, God is not a show-off. He'll work his miracles when he wants to. Amen? Now, it says something here. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. The Holy Ghost is not. Listen, he is not a deceiver. He is the spirit of truth that we need tonight. Saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by sword and did live. And I want to tell you, brother, only the Holy Ghost can bring you and I into the image of Jesus. There's a false image. Come on, there's a counterfeit image. But there is a true image, a true likeness tonight that he wants to bring us to. Did you hear that? And then it says in verse 15, He has power to give life to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And I believe, brethren, there's going to be some who lay their life down in America, as well as around the world. Only, again, the Holy Spirit can take us and bring us into that place of the true image. Amen. Jesus himself. Now, in closing Hebrews 1, this is it. Hebrews chapter 1. Praise God. How many thank God for Jesus? I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to be seduced. Amen. i got a lot of things I can go into about that. We haven't even touched so much. And I can, you know, you read the book of Daniel. Brother, people going to fall because of security and prosperity. Not that it's wrong. I mean, it's good to have some security and prosperity if we do not put it ahead of God. 
But there's a people by peace or prosperity, the Bible said, are literally corrupted or destroyed. Now, here in Hebrews chapter 1, let's look at this. I'm going to close now with this. I said that while I go there. Okay. Being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. How many believe he's there tonight? Hallelujah. And that would express image, brethren. Jesus is that very image, isn't it? Hallelujah. How many believe that? Amen. Now, he is the, Jesus is the very exact copy, if I can use that word, uh, of the, uh, as, the, as the Father himself. Hallelujah. And this word, express image, where it said he's the express image of his person. You spell that word, C-H-A-R in English, C-H-A-R-A-K-T-E-R. It's like character. It's like a word character. I believe that Jesus is the very character, the very nature, the very image, and the very likeness, come on, of the Son of God the Father. Now, there's a false image. There's a false likeness, isn't there? There's a false character. There's a false uh, nature. And so, he is the express image. Now, the mark of the beast, which is the word karagma, which, which means a stamp, engraving, and a lot of things I could talk about right here about God and the mark of the beast. And how many know they were buying and selling in Jesus' day? Now they drive out those who bought, but also those who sold. Amen? Amen? And so when it talks about the buying and selling, it's the same word in Jesus' day. They're in the temple. Where is the buying and selling today? It's in the temple of God. Is it happening? Come on. Is, it, is there merchandisers again in the house of God? Well, go back to, go to Zechariah. I'm going to show you this first. I can't quit you. I'm sorry. Blame it on Diana. Zechariah 14. Look at verse 21, brethren. How many believe God wants holiness in his house? Verse 20. In that day there shall be upon the veils of the horses holiness to the Lord. Verse 21. Every pot in Jerusalem, in Judah, Judas, is, uh, shall be holiness unto the Lord of hosts. And all they that sacrifice shall come and take of them and see therein. And in that day, that's the day of the Lord, there shall be no more the Canaanite. Where's he at? Where is this Canaanite? In the house of the Lord of hosts. Who belongs in the house of the Lord? Come on. Jesus. And that word Canaanite means merchandiser, trafficker, and a peddler. And how many know there's enough buying and selling? I'm talking about in the wrong way. Amen? And so back in Hebrews 1, I'm closing again. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> I really, I'm really going to close. Hold me to that speed. <laughs> In Hebrews 1, the express image, which means our word, like our word character, nature, image and likeness, and so forth that I mentioned. And then you have the word for the mark of the beast, the word karagma. They are both, both express image, this word express image, and the word mark of the beast are from the same root word. Which means also, there's a counterfeit image, again, a counterfeit likeness, a counterfeit nature. And a counterfeit like uh, a character that also exalts itself, claiming to be the Lord, and it's a lie in the church. So I'm telling you, brethren, I believe this prophetic word by Brother Frodium is right on target. Uh, I used to have these copies here. You still don't? It's by Stanley Frodium. That's a solemn prophetic warning. I mean, the church needs to be warned. We've been pat on the back too long. Listen, God's going to warn His church. Amen. Amen. We need it. So, brethren. Yes, 
There'll be those who'll be seduced. There'll be those that fall. But there'll be those that will never fall. There'll be those, come on, that will stand in the name of the Lord. Amen? Even unto death. And I've said this here, and I will say it again. We know there's shooting stars. There's superstars. There's the falling stars. The wandering stars. The natural stars. The Hollywood stars. But we need, come on, the morning stars. Come on, let's give him a good hand. Hallelujah. Amen. We need the star. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Anybody want Jesus tonight? Let's stand to your feet. Praise the Lord. May the Lord bless you. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to come against any seducing spirit that's working against your mind tonight. And I want to tell you, seducing spirits are real tonight, and they, they hate you and me. How many know that a seducing spirit comes in to seduce you, but also to open you up to other spirits? For other things to come in. Isn't that right? Father God, right now, I come against every seducing spirit of Satan that's been set against the people of God in this meeting. Father, I come against every seducing spirit that's been set against the meeting of this week, God, against all the ministries and the people that are rebels in it here. I bind that seduction, Lord, whether it be in the spirit or in the natural. I come against that spirit of seduction in the name of Jesus. I command you to loose the people of the living God. I bind those demonic powers now. I come against all false doctrine, any of that we've all been in, any false doctrine we've come out of, came out of, of the past that still clings to us. I break those soul ties in the name of Jesus. And I command now, right now, all those demonic uh, doctrines and error, spirit of error, I loose you. I command you to come out of people in the name of Jesus. I come against all false doctrine of this end time and every one of us in the name of Jesus. I bind all pride, haughtiness. An arrogancy that thinks that we know it all, Lord, we know nothing without you. We can do nothing without you, Lord. We cannot go anywhere without you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Help us, Lord God. We bind right now all pride. We bind all haughtiness and division that would stand against the true word of God coming forth in this meeting. Father God, we ask you to help all the ministries that's here today, Lord. Put a word, a fresh word in their heart. Lord God, for the people here, in the mighty name of Jesus, I come against all spirits of Antichrist that would rise up against uh, anyone in this meeting and against Christ himself, the head, and Christ the body. We bind the spirit of Antichrist. You demonic powers of Antichrist, that's against the anointing I command you to go in the name of Jesus. I command you to loose the people of the living God. You loose their minds. You loose their emotions. You loose their will and their desires. In Jesus' holy name, you'll not take another step. We bind you now. In Jesus' name, we put the blood of Jesus against you. We send you out of this place and away from this place and off this place. We come against the hordes of hell, and we put you on notice in the name of Jesus that Jesus is Lord of this camp. Hallelujah. He is Lord of this meeting. He is Lord. Hallelujah. Over this meeting. And we bind you through the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I pray strengthen your people that have come from a long distance tonight. Strengthen their bodies and their families. Protect everything they have while they're gone, Father God. Watch over them and all that they have, their substance, Father God. And, Father, I thank you for bringing the people in yet from the east, the west, the north, and the south. We'll give you honor and we'll give you praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, and we all said, Amen. Amen. Now, tonight, there's some here that's been under false ministry. I want you to come and stand here and some of us are going to pray for you tonight. You've been under false ministry. It's affected you. It's hurt you. We want to pray and break it off in the name of Jesus. I ain't no hurry to go home tonight. Come on, amen? I mean, there's a war going on tonight here in the Spirit. This is the end of this message. 
Our website is www.lakehamiltonbiblecamp.com and lhbconline.com. There are hundreds of free audio files there. It's like going to Bible school at home. Thank you.